0: And welcome once again to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. I'm super delighted to be back with you again. We are really coming to the end of our summer. We're coming to the end of our season now. It's winding down. It's really weird, you know. I don't know how many of you would agree with me, particularly those of you who are property managers, but what we find in our company, that... The people who rent in August seem to have an entirely different mentality than those who rent in July. The, the earlier people go on vacation, it seems the more issues they have, they're a little bit more dramatic, they, they're picky. It, I don't know, there's just something about them. As we get into August, it all becomes more mellow and people just seem to be a lot more relaxed. I don't know what it is, um, you know, maybe somebody can come up with some reason for this, but we found, we have found this every single year. For the past 15 years we've been doing this, that once we get into August, and particularly as we begin to get into the closing stages of summer, our guests are just so lovely to deal with. Not saying that they aren't in July, but we have more issues at, uh, the earlier they, uh, they take their vacation. So I'll look forward to, to hearing your ideas and suggestions on why that is and if, it's actually ha- if it actually happens to you as well. However, having just said that, we are dealing with a situation at the moment uh, in a cottage which is quite rurally located. Uh, when I say rurally, all our properties are rurally located. But this one is a little bit more remote, I guess. It's, it's about 15 kilometers or 15 minutes from the nearest general store. And to access it, you've got to drive down, you know, a fairly narrow country road, certainly for the last kilometre or so. It is pretty narrow. You wouldn't want to be passing somebody coming the other way. If you do meet somebody, you have to reverse and just drive backwards or hope that they do till you find a passing spot. However, we've had a full complement of guests down at this cottage all summer long, and everybody's absolutely loved it because once you get to it, It's completely idyllic. You know, it's wrapped around on three sides with water and it's very private and just just completely gorgeous. Now, in common with many of our owners, the owners of this property just supply a starter pack of paper products. So there's five, four or five large toilet rolls, one roll of kitchen paper, um, Plenty, plenty of coffee filters, you know, they don't, don't offer an unlimited supply, which is fine. Some of our owners do, some don't. We, we are very clear with our guests what's supplied. However, the guests currently in there are major uh, are waging major war with us at the moment because they've run out of toilet paper. And it is the most dramatic event for them because they do not want to drive 15 minutes to the general store to pick any more up. And the caretaker at that particular location would have to make a 100-kilometer round trip to deliver some toilet paper because she lives a good 35 minutes the other side of the general store. We've offered our guests to pay for their trip out to get the toilet paper and to pay for their trip back in. So we've offered them some money for them to go and buy their own. And they are... Well, let, let's say the puns have been oh, I'll say puns, yeah, it's a bit of potty humour that's been going on in the office today. And I'm just going to be very, very glad when we have put all this behind us and, and we can go on to the end of the summer with, um, with these guests having left. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be glad when we have this one all behind us and, and these guests have gone their merry way on Friday. It always amazes me. That you know when when the weather is just so gorgeous and the water is sparkling and inviting that some guests just get so fixated on one tiny thing that's really um, impacting them they won't let it go I, I don't know' it's, it's all human nature. we do our best, but we are a very rural property management company we're not in the city or we're not in a a very um, heavily populated vacation rental destination where there are a ton of people that can go and service the needs of our guests. We do ask our owners to supply unlimited paper products, but uh, unfortunately, not all of them are you know comfortable with doing so. And I'm I'm happy with that. Anyway, I just wanted to share that one with you because that, well, that's that's taken up most of our morning. The toilet paper debacle. So today's uh, today's podcast is going back to something that. I have talked about on numerous occasions over the past three years of doing this podcast, and it's about Instagram. I have been saying over and over again, I really am going to get to grips with Instagram and will become proficient at it. And I've been noticing my, my daughter-in-law, Andrea, Mike's wife, since, since they bought their boat and they've started their Caribbean adventure, their sailing adventure, I've been really loving her posts on Facebook but I know that they are coming from Instagram and she's developing quite a a strong Instagram following so I thought maybe you know I should be doing this now I'm going to be building now I've built my house my house is just about finished now we'll be moving into it next week I want to have an have an Instagram account so I can share the creation of the two-bedroom apartment that we have in in the basement of this house Uh, which I'll be renting out from the spring of next year. So that's the story, and it's why I've got back on the Instagram track again. And it was while I was thinking about that that I saw a post on Facebook, on the Facebook group, Say No to VRBO, from a lady called Jodie Bourne, who is an expert in social media marketing for vacation rentals. And she does consultancy on this topic. And I thought this would be great to actually have Jodie come along, introduce herself to this community, to my community of listeners, and to talk about, um, talk about Instagram and see if, see if somebody, you know, I've had Sue B. Zimmerman on here, Tyannn Marsink, um, Nancy McAleer, all who have talked about how great Instagram is for promoting your vacation rental. So let's hope, let, let, let's, let's give it over now to Jodie Bourne and see if she can get me going. On this particular platform. So I'm delighted to have with me today Jodie Bourne, who is a Vacational Rental Consultant specializing in social media platforms and digital marketing, which I I love both of these. So totally delighted to have Jodie with me today. Welcome.
1: Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored.
0: Not at all. Not at all. It's always... It's just great to talk to somebody who has this expertise and is in this business as well, because it's, you know, it's it's tough. I I've been talking to, as you know, I've been talking to April Salter um, at Avroa okay. for the past three months, and April and I have been racking our brains to think of who we can get get to deliver a webinar on. Um, social media, whether it's Facebook advertising, and, I, and I'm not sure what you're doing, but you are the one. You're you're going to be doing this, I think later. Yes.
1: Yeah, later this month um, we're we're going to be talking about Facebook um, advertising. So I'm excited. I think that's the topic. Now that you said that, <laughs> we, have, we went back and forth a little bit on what what they she wanted me to talk about, but I'm pretty sure it's yes, it is on the Facebook advertising. So yeah. I'm excited about that too.
0: Well, that's that's terrific, and I and I know you know we have been sort of searching high and low for for somebody to who who has the right expertise not only in in the platforms but also understands how to apply it to the vacation rental industry too because you've got you know those two have to come together and and really you know I mentioned in the introduction we're going to be talking about Instagram now the last time we did a an episode that was purely on Instagram I interviewed Sue B Zimmerman who is like the the Instagram queen Mm -hmm. Um, she was great, she was fantastic, and I'll put a link to that episode on the, on the show notes if anybody wants to listen to that. But she didn't have the, the understanding of what would be involved in promoting a vacation rental business on Instagram. So that's sort of a long way around to say, "Welcome, Jody, to doing <laughs> this, to doing this for us."
1: Awesome. Well, I can, um, I can help because you're right. It, there's so many people that know digital marketing and Instagram is such a big part of that now. Um, but the vacation rental industry is kind of a, a world of its own. Um, and tourism right now is, you know, you know, the statistics, how many people are, um, going online, just looking for travel inspiration. Yeah. So, um, Instagram and Instagram is one of those places. So if, if, if your audience is at all between the ages of 22 and 65, then you need to be on Instagram because that's where they are.
0: Excellent. Well, let's kick off by, by you telling us a little bit about yourself, where you live, where you're calling in from, and, and just sort of you know, what, what your background is in this vacation rental business.
1: Okay. Well, um, so I actually live in Wimberley, Texas, which is a little village um, between kind of between Austin and San Antonio. We're in an area of Texas. Texas is a big state, um, if you didn't know that. But we're in the area of central Texas called the Texas Hill Country. So I've lived in this little town for 20 years. My kids have gone to school here. And um, so I've been fortunate enough to live here for quite a while. Went back to college as an adult in my early 30s to get my um, degree, and I got a degree um, in PR, and instantly kind of just started wondering where in the world I was going to work, and you know, so was lucky enough that I graduated from college in 2007, which was the the boom of the Facebook, and that's when Facebook took off in 2007, really, before that, it was only for the college students, and then it became you know, public, I guess you should say. So that's when it really started growing by leaps and bounds and Twitter and all of that. So I kind of, my career started as those things started, this whole social media world. At the time, we called it Web 2.0. So I really just started picking up little hints and tidbits and working. was working for some uh, companies in Austin and just got sick of the drive and decided to start my own business and Really had no direction at all as far as what my own business, my own marketing business was going to be, but um, fell into the tourism industry and just really fell in love with it. I've, I'm a fifth generation Texan and have always enjoyed sharing the areas around Texas and history and food and all of that with people. So, so this kind of seemed like a natural segue to, to the tourism industry and marketing was right there. And so I just kind of built myself up. I also, of course, when you start your own business, you um, never have all the clients that you wish you could have. And I um, ended up working as well, kind of on the side for a direct response marketing company. And um, for your listeners who may not be familiar with that term, what that means is um, it's like instant ROI marketing. It's kind of where um, it's content marketing and SEO combine with social media to and a a website to create, like, an instant, in our case, vacation rental marketing case, it would be an instant booking or an instant inquiry, Um, whereas traditional brand-type marketing doesn't necessarily do that. So I applied those skills to my tourism business, you know, working with little bars and restaurants and music venues and, and all of that, and I, at the time, this was maybe 2012, had no idea that people were renting out their actual homes for vacation rentals. It just never occurred to me that that you could do that. And I think I saw it on the Today Show. So I started researching that and found out that Wimberley, the little town where I live, had about 200 vacation rentals, and they were all either on VRBO, HomeAway, Airbnb, or another company in Wimberley that specializes. So I just started um, reaching out to people and asking them if I could help them market their properties. And we quickly, you know, I quickly learned how to apply direct response marketing style marketing to the vacation rental industry. So um, I've I've enjoyed learning and teaching that quite a bit.
0: That's excellent. Um, yeah, this this industry needs people who 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 are applying those skills to the the very specifics of of
1: what owners need. So, are you working more with owners or property managers? I um, started out with a property management company um, and worked for for them about eight months, seven or eight months. And to be honest, what happened is is I was um, doing their marketing, um, social media marketing, and and keeping up with their website and. And applying some of the things that I had learned um, as far as Facebook advertising. Because they were the only place in town that really did that, they were able to charge quite a bit to some of the homeowners. Um, so I had multiple homeowners who knew me because I'm, you know, considered a local in Wimberley. I'd been there forever. And, and they started asking me to help them directly away from this to get basically to, to be listing independent, you know, to get away from the property management company. So I couldn't do that ethically because I was working for the property management company. So um, when I quit that, I quit that job. It wasn't a job. It was a, you know, a contract position. But when I quit working with them, I waited about four months and then I just put it out on Facebook um, in a in a large community Facebook group that I was taking vacation rental owners if, if anybody wanted to talk to me about marketing. And I had a waiting list <laughs> within just a few weeks. So that was, uh, I guess that was in the 2013, about 2013, 2014 is when I really started. Because it's such a competitive industry. I started working with clients who were asking me not to work with other clients in the area. So I, um, I had to branch out quite a bit to find people in other areas of the state that were looking for help, um, you know, so that I wouldn't be competing with myself, I guess, basically.
0: Damn that I can understand that if it's owners working with you to bring them clients, they don't want you working with their neighbor, to do exactly the same thing.
1: (laughs) Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, at first when, at first they didn't mind because most of their marketing was through, was still through Airbnb and and HomeAway. What we first started with was just testing, you know, split testing some of their uh, listing descriptions and headlines and and images and and those kind of things. But I I quickly moved most of them um, away from that. I, I also am a WordPress website designer, So I was able to um, help build their own build websites and teach them, you know, some of the strategies for dealing with their guests, um, you know, directly or hiring. You know, they can have two or three clients that hired the same girl who was working for them Mm. in a shared capacity. So so it worked out. But, yeah, it got to it got to where I couldn't, I I guess, ethically didn't want to. And I still do that. I will only work with one um, on a consultant basis, I'll only work with one person in an area.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you found you found a really great niche here.
1: I love it. I really love it. I'm a, I'm a people person. And what I really love is vacation rental owners, um, I think a lot of them, most of them that I've come across, they don't really realize that marketing is such a big part of it. But you're really an online business. If you think about it, you don't have a brick and mortar store and your bookings come through online now, no you know very seldom are people calling anymore for a rental, so this is an online business, but it's so much based on people you know the people who own the homes and they want to um, provide a guest experience um, for the most part they do and then the people who are who are coming to your home they're your guests and I really believe in that kind of that style of vacation rental business is somebody who's really a, a tourism marketer. You're marketing a destination and your, your rental property just happens to be in that area. So um, that's kind of how I see it. So yeah, I think it's great. And I, um I also love the, um, the amount of people who are doing it and are just really sincere people. This is their retirement income or their college fund income kind of thing. So I like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh- Unfortunately, it's, it's it's the the sort of thing that that the, that the big OTAs have have sort of lost sight of. What sort of Home Away and VRBO and Airbnb have they- lost, lost sight of, you know, who these homeowners actually are, and they're all independent owners who are striving to 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 bring a hospital a, a hospitality experience to their guests despite what what they go through with the OTA. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. So, <laughs> so just,
1: There's a tangent we don't need to go down. Yeah.
0: So let's, let's, I want to talk about social media. So what role does social okay. media actually play in a vacation rental marketing strategy? So we're talking here really about people who, who are wanting to get direct bookings. These are not the folks who are happy to sit on Airbnb and let Airbnb do all the You know, all the the heavy lifting for them and bring them the guests and that's it. But we're talking about these, the the independent owners who want to move away perhaps from the OTAs and do their own direct bookings. What role does social media
1: play for them? Well, these days, Social media is not just an important function of marketing but it really you're building credibility by having a social media account. I mean we hear every day almost in the news some horror story about somebody showing up at a rental and and it not being a real rental. They've paid money for this property or you know those those stories I guess you, you can't say every day but those stories are popping up and it's sad. So people are listening to that, and they are searching for you independently of your Airbnb listing or your VRBO listing. So there's that aspect of it. It, it kind of, like I said, brings credibility to you. Um, the idea of having your referrals and um, testimonials, I guess, um, recommendations there on your Facebook page for them to see—they know that that's a real person. So you know, anybody can throw a testimonial up on a website and say, you know, this is what somebody said about my property. But it, when when they're actually linking on Facebook and talking about you, then that's real and. And people know that, so there's that aspect of why it's important. And then the other part is really just marketing. Facebook is where people are, Instagram is where people are, and Pinterest is where people are. And if you want to get in front of those people, then you have to be there. Um, there, there's no more well, maybe's. You know, you you really do. It, it has to be your thing, and you have to have to know how to do it for it to work.
0: Well, I'd love to talk about Facebook and I'd love to talk about Pinterest, but we can only stick to one today. So we're going to focus and hone in on Instagram um, because I've been trying to to get to grips with Instagram for years and I don't know what's holding me back. So I thought I'm going to ask Jodie if she can give us just five tips for me (laughs) And, and anybody else who is new to Instagram um, you know, how how do we get started? But let's um perhaps we should begin by saying why why should we use Instagram?
1: I think the biggest reason why you should use Instagram is because of photos. As you all know, photos sell. Um there's no political discussions on Instagram. There's no uh, you know, um, nothing to divert your attention. The people that are going there are going to see beautiful photos. And that's, um, it's it's really just in your face. Also, it's where this kind of millennial generation is as far as, um, I guess, even, I don't even know the age group of millennials, but, you know, the young adults to the 35, 40 um, generation, they're really, they really use Instagram. I mean, it is, it is a daily thing. So, um, there's that. And then also just the aspect of the travel inspiration and the travel hashtags, travel blogging has become so huge now and every travel blogger is on Instagram. So it's, it's actually people use it to find places to vacation. I mean, I, I personally have done that. I know tons of people who have done that, and and statistics are showing that. I um, read a study through Adweek a few weeks ago that it was like 80% of people had found a new vacation destination on Instagram or Pinterest in the last, you know, two years or something. I'll find that study and can and can send it to you, so you can link to it if you want to.
0: That, that would be great. It's interesting, because I've said this, and I know a, a lot of other people in the industry who... Who, who talk about marketing say exactly the same thing, that, that people don't look for vacation rental accommodation first and then decide, mm. oh, I like this place, where is it? and um, you know, We'll go there. They're looking for the destination first and looking at all the things they can do before they come back and look for the accommodation.
1: That's exactly right, and that's the biggest mistake I see. Um, that vacation rental market owners and marketers are doing is they're they're trying to sell their vacation rental, and that's not that's not what you need to be doing. You need to be selling your destination. You're, the vacation rental will come, you know. And um, I actually talked to a, a guy a few weeks ago who said, "But if I do that, then they may not choose my rental," and that's true. But they might, and their best friend who decides to come next year may choose your rental. So um, part of it is building a relationship, which Instagram is great, great for relationship building. Um, And part of it is just knowing that, you know, the cream of the crop is going to rise. And if you make sure that you're the cream of the crop, then you're going to be rented, even if you don't get that one follower that one specific time.
0: I've told a story many times on on this podcast. I'll tell it again. It was when we first went to Eleuthera. In the in the Bahamas, and, and I'd come across this this island, the island of Eleuthera, and I I wanted to know about beaches. That was my thing. I wanted to go to a Caribbean beach. It was the first time ever in the Caribbean, so I I put into Google beaches of Eleuthera, and and this was way way back. This is about ten years ago, and up popped this site called Beaches of Eleuthera, and that was all about all the different beaches you could go to, and. Followed down all the. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty crappy site. I, I yeah. I'll put a, I'll put a link to it because it's it's still out there. But on the on the left hand on the sidebar halfway down it said accommodation. So I thought, well, I'll just have a look at the accommodation, and then realised that the site was built by a guy who owned a vacation home on a Now I <laughs> I did not book his home, but I have talked about that site. Oh, on countless times. I've talked about it in presentations from stages. I've talked about it on the blog. I've talked about it on the podcast, and that's what it's about. It's about. It doesn't matter if, if uh, that I didn't book his property, but I'm quite sure many people have who have seen that site, beaches of Aluthera. So, yeah, right,
1: it works. It does work. And that's, you know, I don't want to get off subject here, but that's the basics of SEO marketing as well. It's just, you know, yes, you're, you know, you're, you're not, um, I I have this really great um, analogy about going, uh, meeting people in a bar. You don't go up to someone that you meet in a bar or wherever you are, a non-networking event and say, and stare at them and say, hey, I have a vacation rental. Hey, have you seen my vacation rental? Hey, did you know I have a vacation rental? You talk to them, get to know them, and you tell them about where you're from and about the great things there are to do there. And then as an aside, oh, by the way, if you ever decide to come, let me know. I've got a vacation rental. And that's how all of your marketing should be.
0: I'm 100% with you. So let, let's, let's go back to Instagram. Okay, give me, give me some tips. How do I get going? Okay. How do I get going on this platform?
1: So the first thing that you need to do when you start an Instagram account is um, be thoughtful about the name of the account and the description and that you put in your profile. And again, it goes back to, you know, what are you really marketing? You're not really marketing your vacation rental. You're marketing the area. So if you are, um, you know, if you can come up with some type of handle that is more um, area related than rental related, then that's great. Um, so like the, that guy, for example, would have beaches of what, what was the name of the town? Would, it would That would be his Instagram handle, which I'm sure it is um, because he knows people are going to skip on by if it's, you know, actually just the name of a business. They, you know, people are savvy to that. So, um, and you need to make sure that you have a business account. Um, if you already have an account and you're not sure, you can look at your account settings and, and switch it easily to business profile. That gives you, not only does it give you the ability to advertise, but it also gives you the ability to, to share direct links to your website and an e-contact information and all of that. So that's important. I guess secondly would be to really strategically think about your audience and who you're targeting and why you're targeting them Um, before you just start throwing images on there kind of willy-nilly. You know, you want to make sure that the images that you share are images that are going to interest people. So you do do some research and, and you can do research with hashtags how to use hashtags for research, but you can really, um, get an idea of what your competition is doing. You can look at, um, travel inspiration, like hashtag travel inspiration or hashtag, you know, tour, Texas is a good one to see what other people are doing, because that's going to tell you what, if you need to step up your game or what you should be doing, the kind of images you should have. Mm -hmm. And then one of my tip is I didn't, some hashtag research to find out the best hashtags for different audiences. And I store them in a note on my phone so that each time I wanted to go through and type the hashtags, I just copy and paste. So that really is a much helpful time saver um, in that regard. Knowing your hashtags, what hashtags to use, knowing what audience to use, and being sure that your images are competitive with that. And you know what, here's a tip um, too that I need to mention. If your images aren't great, that's okay, because you can search for other people's images that are great, and you can repost them with a link to their profile, and people are honored by that, especially if it's your guests that are at your property You know, you can ask them, Um, one of my clients, we just did this about six months ago, we put on her refrigerator, please share your photos with us on Instagram, and she has her own direct, she has her own hashtag, so they hashtag the photos, and then she reposts them because she's not at her property to take pictures, and she's not in the area a lot to take current pictures. That has worked wonders because people see their photo, you've tagged them in the photo, so they are now t- sharing your your actual Instagram with their friends and saying, "Hey, look, I, I'm on this Instagram. They shared my photo so that's a that's a cool way to be visually stimulating without having to be there taking your own pictures and sweating over you know not having the right camera setting or not knowing which filter to use, et cetera so thats that's great, I love that I love that tip another tip quick tip I want to give and um i've seen I see this a lot too so um you may have a a photo collection in your phone or wherever that you're going to use to to share photos with, and when you share them you're you know you're sitting at the doctor's office in you know Austin, and your vacation rental is in the south of Florida well the location the geotag comes up automatically and so you need to change that location because people your 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 instagram photo is now actually tagged as being in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So you have to be really careful when you're when you're doing your instagram post to make sure they're geotagged in the location where you want people to be where you want, you know, where your rental is, either to your specific rental location or just to the area or you know, if you're taking a picture of a beach, then then name, the beach. So that's also really important.
0: Okay. You've, um, you've mentioned hashtags, and mm-hmm. what, what is actually the purpose of them? What's the purpose of a hashtag and how, how should they be used? I mean, you just mentioned make a list of hashtags, but, and, and I do see that on some posts, it's like this, this long, long list of, of hashtags. And I just wondered why.
1: Well, so the purpose of the hashtag hashtag was actually kind of invented by Twitter as a way to organize people's thoughts on their posts, because, um, you know, there's when we first when Twitter first started, the the Twitter stream would go by you so fast that you couldn't keep up with people. If you know if you followed more than 50 people, you just couldn't keep up. So they created this hashtag that is a searchable um, function. You can click on the hashtag of any type of hashtag, and you can see all of the conversations surrounding that hashtag. So when that moved into Instagram, um, it's the same thing. You can actually follow a hashtag, and lots and lots of people um, don't follow other people. They follow hashtags. So, um, and now there's some silly hashtags that people just throw in, you know, like this morning I hashtagged my daughter's name is boohoohoo, my daughter's 17 or my daughter's a junior, but there's also these hashtags that are searchable and great for building your business. So that's why you need to have hashtags. The problem is that so many people are using hashtags that, so let's say there's a big one is called hashtag travel inspiration believe there's over I can't even remember eighty million people with that hashtag so the hashtag is so popular that now you're in this mess again of creating this stream that goes by so quickly nobody can nobody sees all of the photos in in that within that hashtag so um, it's always good to use that just in case but trying to find hashtags that really relate to your audience, and um, what their interests may be. So, for example, there's um, hashtag RomanticVacation. vacation. There's only 13,000 posts in the romantic vacations hashtag. But if anybody is following that hashtag, which there are, there's going to be people following every hashtag. If anybody's following it, then they're going to see and they're going to be notified every time there's a new post within that hashtag. So the more hashtags you share on your Instagram, which Instagram limits you to 30, which is fine, that's, that's plenty. Um, really, you know, 10 to 12 is probably a great number. So the more hashtags that you share, then the more opportunity you're going to have for someone to see it, see your picture, and then go to your profile.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm writing all this down as fast as I can. <laughs> So, so yeah, no, I, I, I get it because, I mean, I, I'm, Twi- Twitter is my platform. That's where I hang out the most. It's where I've got the most followers, and I love Twitter. And we've been using, hashtag, as you say, hashtags on Twitter for, forever. That's why, you know, my hashtag vacation rental, cottage rental um, mm-hmm. in, in, in Hootsuite, Then I, I just have those. Um, you have them set up and ready to go. I have them set up and ready to go, and I can see every single uh, mm-hmm. tweet that comes through with with that hashtag in it or with that with those those words in it so very simple. Right. okay got that what's an Instagram story because that's again Tyane Marsink great friend of mine talked to me recently about Instagram stories and I uh, just Tyane I really still don't get it because it sounds like is it a story like you read in a book I, I think I think that's, I get hung up on this word
1: story well, don't get hung up on the word story. Story is the word that Facebook and Instagram are, are branding for what is basically a new way for them to give people space to share. Um, all a story means is um, basically it takes up your entire mobile screen, so it's no longer you know the, the square image. Um, and you can create a story out of it. It's a video um, or a, a series of images, however you want to do it. But, um, and you can create you know an actual story with the story, with an Instagram story. But really, you just want to think of it as something that is not in the news. It's not in the Instagram feed. It's an extra bonus. And as people follow you, um, they can see your stories. And so it's just another kind of fun way to share. It's the it thing right now. It started because of Snapchat, to be honest. Snapchat became so popular. Instagram and Facebook needed to have a competitive type product. So that's how they started. And they're really, I mean, I, wa- I watch Instagram stories from the, some of the people I follow every day. You know, I just, it's kind of like a little TV show. And I'm not sure if you're aware, Instagram just started Instagram TV, which is longer stories. Um, so uh, the two of those work well together to create, like, you know, it's just creating more of a relationship with your followers, um, another cool thing about stories is that you can, you can give them a hashtag and a location. You can also give them a call to action. So um, you may have seen an Instagram story that where it says swipe up. Um, well, that's a call to action when you swipe up. If you have a business account and they're, they're rolling this feature out, they don't have it all the way for everyone yet, but you swipe up and it'll actually link to a website. So you can link people to your website with, the, with an Instagram story. They're really cool. I'm, to be honest, just now really starting to play with them in the last month or two. Um, another cool thing about an Instagram story is when someone replies to your story, it instantly goes into your DMs, your Instagram DMs, which gives you a, a real opportunity to build a relationship with them and get to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll you you can have the call to action in your story. You know, um, the one I did recently was um, my husband and I were at a barbecue place, and I have a travel blog, so did an Instagram story that showed the meat being cut and, you know, the sauce being poured and then this little band in the corner and all of this. And I, Instagram made a story out of it and then put as the call to action, Hey, um, DM me if you want to know where we are. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, you know, they, people were DMing me, where are you? I need to go there. It looks so good. So, you know, those are the kind of things that really get people to get to know you, I guess. And finally, another cool thing about story is um, you can save a story as a highlight that will stay on your profile at the very top forever. What it does is it stays on your profile as long as you want um, want it to be there. Um, you can use the highlight to really, and for what it says, you can um, give it a title that people can see and you can highlight a specific thing. So while your Instagram feed and um some of your stories may be about things to do in the area or, um, you know, some fun things about that, where you're marketing, the, plate, the, the destination that you're marketing. The highlights can actually be pictures from inside of your home or one of your um, accommodations. So you can have a highlight that's um, cozy fire in Cottage One. Um, actually, you can't do that because they give you a limit as to how much space you have to name the highlight but you can come up with a name, um, living room or bedroom one or whatever. And you can actually save these highlights um, on your, they're at the top of your profile. So people can come there and kind of see more about what, what you have to offer. Um, And then, you know, you can use highlights in other ways as well. um, Just to, if you have properties in multiple cities, you may want to do a highlight of each town um, or each area that, um, that is there. And you can have you know, quite a few highlights. So um, they're, they're really cool. So And I do not know how long they've had highlights, but I would say it's been less than six months.
0: Okay, well, I'll take a look at that as as well. Now, something else I wanted to cover briefly before we finish was um, was the potential for advertising on Instagram, because you talk about there's, there's Facebook ads, there's Twitter ads. I'm sure you can advertise on Pinterest, but I understand you could also do Advertising on Instagram. Can you explain what that entails? What sort of budget you'd need to have for that? And is
1: it worthwhile? First off, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So um, when you join your Instagram business profile with your Facebook business profile, you have the capability of advertising through both um, with one ad, um, which is always great. With Instagram, just within your own Instagram um, account, you can set up ads and they're called promoted posts and you would just promote, um, one of your images and you can promote a story as well. And Instagram allows you when you pay for it, for that promoted post to actually link to something. Mm. So you can link it to your profile, um, to get people to visit your profile and, and hopefully follow you. You can also link it to an external website and, and give a call to action to learn more, um, and for them to go to your website. So um, if you do that, it's always good to have a, a, a really good landing page, a booking landing page. So um, and then you can choose an audience, much like you have um, the ability to do with Facebook when you promote a post in Facebook. Um, if Again, if your accounts are tied together, then you can use the same audience that you've created in Facebook as your Instagram audience. Um, And then they will also they also have the feature, as does Facebook, where they they will kind of determine the best audience for you based on your followers. So um, if all of your followers are your friends and family, then I would not suggest using that method um, because you're just going to get more people that have the interest similar to your friends and family. But if you do have, say, 100 followers who are actual followers because they um, are interested in, in where you're the, the place that you're marketing, then you can do that. And that's, all, that's, um, that's cool.
0: And what, what, sort of, co- what sort of cost are we looking at, Jody?
1: You know what? You can spend $100 a month or you can spend $10,000 a month. I have a lot of luck um, promoting in the, you know, I have one client we promoted in March and February and March. We were trying to book Memorial Day weekend. She had seven she had seven rentals, and we promoted it all on Instagram. And we did, I think we spent 250 to $350 over a two-month period. And she booked, not only did we book Memorial Day weekend, I believe she got bookings in four of the properties directly from that ad for Memorial Day. And then she got a uh, one-week stay Already booked for November of next year through that same ad so um, it can be powerful when done correctly for sure uh, well
0: that really leads me on to my, my last question um, which was you know how, how can we measure how effective all this all this work is so how can you tell that that it, those people who actually saw those ads were the ones that did the booking? And it wasn't some other promotion that brought them in.
1: Well, I use um, Google Analytics um, on on websites. You you have to make sure that your website um, has Google Analytics hooked up to it properly. And then there's um, there's a thing called UTM's, and it's really kind of hard to explain. Um, but, um, again, I can explain it in more detail and give you some notes for that if you want to include, or you can link to them or whatever. But, um, when you have a UTM, you're basically tagging your link with specific terminology. Then you can go back into your Google analytics and find that terminology and know, you know, for sure how many people actually went to a particular page of your website, Based on the tags that you've created for that link. That sounds really, really difficult and it is kind of an advanced thing. The other ways you can tell though are um, let's say you have a um, booking page where they have the ability to enter in a code. So you can give your Instagram post a code that says, you know, if let's say um, we'll give late. Um, checkouts to anyone who uses this particular t- code when they book. and you just have them enter the code in, in, in the description area or wherever. Even if you don't have a booking form and you just have a contact form, you can ask them to leave the code in the contact form. And so you know, the best way I think to do that when you' if, if you're not able to use Google Analytics is to to do that. And then also, if you have a Facebook advertising account and you have added a pixel to your website, which again is kind of an advanced strategy, but if you do have um, pixels on your website, you can go look back in your Facebook ads account and see how many people clicked through and saw the pixel on that page. So um, there's multiple different ways, um, you know, and and it depends on what your immediate goal is. If your immediate goal is to book Um, then there's multiple ways. If your immediate goal is just to build your audience, um, then the best way to do that is just to see the engagement of your posts. You know, as they're increasing, as your audience is increasing, your post engagement should increase as well.
0: Well, that's excellent. You're inspiring me. You really are inspiring me to get going on this and to actually to get back to the Google Analytics course I've been doing for the past, <laughs> for the past six months because I know how important that is. And I've said that over and over again. Um, so, it's super important. Yeah. So how, how can people find out more about this? Because there's, there's only so much we can talk about in our 45 minutes here. And I'm sure that others are going to be just as inspired as I am to, to get going and get started on this. How can people connect with you and find out more about this?
1: Well, you can go. um, So my website is jodyborn.com. And um, I'm going to I have a Facebook group, which is um, only for marketing, only for marketing vacation rentals. And um, I was supposed to have the name of that right in front of me and didn't. But I linked to it on my um, on my website. And I also am writing a blog post, which kind of goes into all of this in a little bit more detail. And I had promised that I would have this ready by our conversation today and Mm -hmm. unfortunately have not. But I will have that so they can go to my website, um, check out my blog and find that post. And then that will also lead them to the Facebook group where they can learn more. Um, I actually have a, a video within my Facebook group now that I created that is solely for Instagram marketing. So um, they can, you know, see that for free, watch that for free and ask any questions they want for free. I, I try to be as helpful as I can.
0: Perfect. Well, I'll make sure that, uh, that we have a link to your site on the show notes and people can check you out there go and take another look and, uh, and connect with you that way. Um, Jody, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, I'm really looking forward to your um, to the webinar that you're doing for Avroa which is on the 31st of August, I believe.
1: Yes, yes, the 31st of August. And I did look it up. It is over Facebook advertising. I'm going to go through basically the five kind of steps to setting up a um, converting Facebook ad. So, and this is not a boosted post. A lot of people do boosted posts. This is an actual advertisement. So um, I think that'll be really helpful.
0: Oh, I, I, th- I think so indeed. So um, for, for anybody who is... Uh, listening to this after the 31st of August 2018, then you can go to um, the Avroa website and go find the, the recorded webinars and you'll be able to take a look there. They're free for Avroa members and just for a small amount. Uh, if you're not an Avroa member, you, you'll just have to pay a small amount to get to see the recorded uh, webinar.
1: Thank you. I did. I want to mention one other thing that I should have mentioned in the beginning about Instagram. Sure. And you know this um, because of Twitter, but Instagram is relationship. So do not. One of the biggest mistakes and one of the things I really want to see see you do is build a relationship by talking to others, commenting on other people's photos. Um, it's it's not a place where you have zero followers, but are where you're following zero people, but have people following you. It's very much a place of inspiration. So you should get some inspiration from it too, and you should enjoy it while you're doing it. So don't think of it as just a, a marketing tool that you have to do. Think of it as something fun where you're going to get some, some fun inspiration from. And, and the more you enjoy it, the more benefit you're going to get out of it.
0: That, that's great. That's great. I think that's, a, that, that's a, great, uh, a great point to end on. So, yeah, once again, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jody. Okay, well, thank you so much, Jody Bourne, for taking the time to talk to us about Instagram. That was uh, super helpful, very motivating, inspiring, and I know I've said this before, I really am going to do it. But I, I was thinking that th- this whole opportunity of moving somewhere different of being able to kick off um, a a very new project, you know, the new uh, apartment we have, and maybe start off an Instagram account that's really devoted to that. But um, I I was thinking about, you know, what do I call it? But now I know um, we're located on the Big East River, which is an incredibly popular canoe and kayaking route that uh, you know, people can get, come and do full-day kayak tours um, from Arrowhead Provincial Park, which is just 10 minutes uh, upstream. If I can target um, kayakers, activity seekers, people who like to go up to the provincial park and do, particularly in the winter, do the cross-country skiing and the snowshoeing and all that, then maybe I've got my audience. So watch this space. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I really, really do it this time. So, Tyanne Marsink, if you're listening, then I'm going to do it. I really am. By the time we get to VRMA in Las Vegas, where I'll be on the stage with Tyanne and Andy McNulty, by that time, I'm going to have an active Instagram account. I promise. I've put it out there. I'm going to be accountable now. So, you know, you can hold me accountable for that. Okay. That's me done. It's a very, very hot afternoon. I think I'm sounding a little bit hot and bothered now. So I'm going to go and get a nice cold drink and, and maybe head out, take a dip in the river. That would be rather nice. So until next time, thank you very, very much for joining me again. And I'll be with you again soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.